Combo Nation. What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 294 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. Also, share this episode with a friend. Share it on social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Share it on your IG stories and tag me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Today's show is a fun conversation with Dante Marcatelli, who's an Orlando Magic sideline reporter for Bally Sports Florida. He's also the host of Magic Drive Time, a fantastic conversation. Can't wait for you all to hear it. You can find Dante on Twitter at Dante Magic. That's D-A-N-T-E-M-A-G-I-C. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Dante Marcatelli, host of Magic Drive Time. Welcome to Combo's Court, man. How are you feeling today? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much. For, for those of your uh, listeners that are checking out this podcast, we had a little bit a little bit of a delay. I put you through a technical difficulty, but you've been a pro through it all. So I appreciate you having me, and I look forward to chatting with you here, Andrew. I appreciate that compliment, especially from a pro such as yourself. All right, so let's get into it, Dante. Initial thoughts when the Magic drafted Suggs at five. I saw Magic Twitter was really happy. I thought it was a no-brainer pick at that point after Toronto takes the super talented Scotty Barnes, who I've been really high on throughout this whole draft process. Um, Jalen Suggs, though, I got to watch play in Summer League. Man, he just strikes me as a guy that's going to come up big time in the big moments. What do you make of all that? And what was your initial thoughts when the Magic drafted Suggs at five? Well, you know what? I'm driving to the arena because we did a uh, we did a broadcast on draft night, uh, you know, for for Magic fans and all that, just a place that people could check in. And, and you know, we had kind of come to grips within the days leading up to it, or really the weeks leading up to it, that Scotty Barnes was probably going to be the guy. Just everything you read, you just didn't see any mock draft that had Barnes going forth. It seemed like Suggs was going to be the guy, and and that was great. That would have been great too. You know, Scotty Barnes, by like you said, you were high on him, and I think a lot of people were. Uh, you see his physical gifts, you see his athleticism, you see uh, what he does defensively. And then you start thinking, okay, once he develops a consistent shot, uh, this guy's really got something. Uh, but you knew those top four really had a chance, in my opinion, to, to, to kind of really, and not that Scotty Barnes wouldn't either, you know, really, I, I think you put him into that group. I think those are five guys that can turn around a franchise. But I think for the Magic, you know, having a guy like Jalen Suggs, you know, gives them an offensive weapon, gives them versatility, gives them a guy that can play the one or the two. He's a great defensive player, and he's just so heady. And, and I think, Andrew, one thing that we're starting to see with Suggs, and I think a lot of people already knew, he's to me, he's got that it factor. He's got a guy that wants to win. You, you saw that block he made when he's uh, yeah. outnumbered on the fast break, right, two on one. He just makes winning plays. He has that half-court shot against UCLA. He just seems to come up with the big play in the big moment. And so there you are in the arena – and you hear Scotty Barnes' name go off the board. I'm in the I'm in Amway Center with about four or five thousand Magic fans, 
and the place erupted. There's a lot of Florida State fans in the building, too. Again, everybody would have been completely fine with Scotty Barnes, but when you realize Jalen Suggs is the guy, boy, it took it to a whole nother level because it's so important to have a guy that can create, have the ball in his hands. You've got it with Markel Fultz. I think Cole Anthony can be another one of those guys, but I think Jalen Suggs is going to be that guy for you, too. The it factor, I think that's a great way to put it. He definitely has it. But let me ask you this. What's the Michigan connection with the Magic? <laughs> we got we, we got Mo right. Wagner. We got Franz Wagner. Braz Dikas. You know, I've always liked this game. I always thought that guy is a scorer. Um, the issue with guys like Braz Dikas is, can you be a scorer at the NBA level when you're a go-to type guy, if that makes sense for you? Like, he's a guy that needs the basketball and likes to score. Like, that's the best thing that he does. Will it translate to the NBA level where he could do that on a great team? That's always tough. What is the Michigan <laughs> connection? And what did you think about um, Franz in summer league? Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about that the other day. I, I don't know if it's John Beeline, if there's a connection to a, pump, <laughs> a direct line from John Beeline or Juwan Howard, or why well, I was thinking, okay, where did John Hammond and Jeff Weltman, where did they connect with Juwan Howard along the way? But I, I think it's just the players. I think they just like to play. Okay. Mo Wagner was a late first round pick. And I think when he got waived by Washington, he was a numbers crunch. And that actually got traded to Boston and then waived by the Celtics. It was a numbers crunch because Boston was going for a playoff run. They needed that roster spot uh, to try to add a veteran. Well, then you could take a, a flyer on a guy like Mo. You know, so we were able to gobble him up. Uh, and they love Franz. I mean, they loved everything about Franz from his college days, from, you know, the kind of playmaker that he is. And then also, you know, similarly, the, the Knicks wave, you know, the Knicks wave uh, Brazdikas, and then he goes to Philadelphia. They play him one game, and then he's available. So I think it was just luck of the draw that they both happen to be Michigan players. But I, I see what you're saying with Iggy, but I think you can never have enough guys coming off the bench that, that, that kind of facilitate and help their teammates. I, I think he is a decent playmaker, but you're right. He's a scorer. He's a shooter. And if left open, you can never have enough shooting. And I think he's shown that he has the ability to knock down that outside shot, but he can also put the ball on the floor. He can yeah. get to the free throw line. That's something that this team desperately lacks as well. And on a two-way contract, you know, it's an opportunity for him to develop and grow. He can play a maximum of 50 games this year. So hopefully he continues uh, to improve. But Franz, they just, ever since Jeff Weltman and John Hammond got here, they have been all about guys that are about the team, guys that play the right way, guys that are smart, guys that help their teammates, guys that are about winning, uh, guys that, you know, maybe one thing doesn't jump off the page for you, but they do everything well. And I, to me, Franz epitomizes that, and he's 20 years old, and or maybe he's 19 and Suggs is 20, but they're both 20 or younger, and you got a guy that's just going to continue to develop and grow and make winning plays. He's a great defender, and he's a talker. We don't have a lot of vocal guys on this team. Franz is vocal defensively, and he gets guys in the right sets, and I think he's going to be a fun guy to watch and develop here. John is Tima, a fan favorite. Yeah, a yes, cult, right. A, a cult-like follower. Will he get the opportunity to play for the Orlando Magic? I would love to see it. There's one roster spot available and there's one two-way spot available. Okay. So there is a potential opportunity for him to make the team. If you look at the timeline of this team, though, they seem to be going guys a little bit younger, uh, but they do have to add a veteran. I just don't know if that means add a veteran, maybe with some NBA experience, but you know, to me, I think it's the perfect storm. I think you've got a team that's young, developing, they're, they're rebuilding. To me, it makes it's a perfect opportunity for a guy like that. You know, he came yeah. in, he's a great teammate. Guys love him. He's got experience overseas. He's got he's a veteran. He's got pro experience. I'd love to see it. I, I, I'm not getting into any indication that that, that would be the case. 
Uh, but I would, li- I think it's a great story, and I would love to see him. He's earned it. I think he's earned it. And I'd love to see him make the roster. Robin Lopez has a home in the Disney community. Is a fanatic when it comes to Disney. Um, you know, I think the Magic did need a backup center when it comes with their two young guys. Uh, what does this mean for the Magic? ESPN wasn't very high on the move, but I think it's sure. a pretty, I think it's a pretty good fit, just because you want guys that embody your franchise and. Who better than him, man? He, he's, he lives in the Disney community. He has a home. <laughs> That's exactly right. He's got a house. He can live there in the uh, Disney property and commute to practice and games. I, I think it's a no-brainer. I think it makes sense because I think most importantly, Andrew, and you know this, you are really trying to see what you've got in Wendell Carter Jr. Yes. And, Mo, and Mo Bamba. And you have to play those two guys almost exclusively at the center position. Now, injuries are going to happen, foul trouble, that sort of thing, or, or you know, back-to-back, you're going to rest the guy, whatever. So you have to have, you know, you have to have that third guy that you can go to. But who better than a guy with all that experience, a guy that's always been a solid defender, he crashes offensive boards hard. Uh, I think they said he's got the most effective hook shot in the NBA when you look at the percentages. So he knows the game. He's smart. He's in his early 30s, and I think it's a guy that Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter can rely on, you know, can ask questions of. He's a happy guy. And then if he goes a couple of games, three or four games without playing, he's okay with that. He understands what this is about at this point in his career. So I I think it's a great move. He loves Disney. Don't you love all the tweets he's putting out where he's ranking all the rides? (laughs) He's ranking the restaurants. He's he's always been a huge Disney buff. You know, I had – you know, I I worked with Brian Hill on the telecast on Valley Sports Florida – and Brian Hill was Brooke Lopez's coach in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, it was the New Jersey Nets. And he said, anytime there was an off day or there was no practice or there was a, a dark day, that guy would get on a plane and go to Disney World or Disneyland. They'd go from New Jersey. They'd go from wherever, any off day, any opportunity to be at the parks. So now he gets to live that out. It's pretty cool. Some guys on their off days, they'll, you know, they'll hit the clubs up. You know, who, who, <laughs> and this guy goes to Disney, man. Disney World. Disney World. You're exactly right. He's a big man. I can't get over a seven footer going on all those rides. That's what's yeah. always that's what was always funny to me. But you're right. No, he loves it. Disney needs to hire him. He'd probably be the best tour guide you could have, huh? I would think something's gonna be you know, gotta <laughs> think something's in the works. He's gonna be wearing that Disney patch on his jersey. I think it's a perfect, I think he's a perfect spokesman. No question. It's true. It's true. Okay, so you mentioned Wendell and Mo. It's inevitable that the Magic are gonna have to make a decision, right? I don't know if you have to pick either or I really okay. don't. I, I don't know if they can't, I don't know if they, if you ideally you could get to a point where they could complement each other, where you could have, you know, and you have to make a decision on who starts and where do you go? And, and, you know, is Wendell possibly capable of playing the four at times, you know, think about the versatility. If you could have Isaac out there and, and Wendell, you know, as a combination or Wendell and Mo, I, I think you can never have too many good players, but I really think this is a big year for Mo. And, you know, Mo, you know, he's a six overall draft pick. And I think he's been set back so many times with injuries and then he had COVID. And every time it seemed like it was his chance and his opportunity, there was a setback. So hopefully that doesn't happen this year, because you're right. Certainly with those two guys, you know, contracts are looming and you have a decision to make on what the future is with those two. And, and Mo really needs to show everybody something. And he's working hard. I thought it was a great sign. He went out to Vegas, uh, working in summer, you know, working on, on training camp and summer league with those guys. So hopefully he can come out and have a big year because I, I think Andrew, I don't know, you know how many games you watch. He's got as good a three point shot as anybody, right? Yeah. I mean, for a guy with that size to have that stroke, it's tantalizing. You want to yes. be able to use that guy. And then if he could be a, a role guy, he could be a rim runner. He could be a shot, you know, a, a shot blocker, a rim protector. I think there's a lot of tools 
and weapons there, but but it's kind of got this is a big year. It's kind of got to all come together for him. And he showed some flashes this year. I mean, I know yes. some of the I know some of the games were meaningless, but Mo Bamba did show some flashes this year. Yes, no, I agree. I mean, he showed those signs and showed those two. He had big games. I had what games he had 15 points, 10 rebounds, five blocks. He puts up numbers in a short amount of time that not a lot of guys do. And so you look at that and you say, okay, if he can be consistent, if he can get his conditioning up, if he can show the same effort on the defensive end that he's showing on the offensive end, and that comes with time. It takes a lot longer for bigs, you know, to adapt and to learn to the NBA game. So I I think he's got those tools. He's got those weapons. He certainly belongs in this league. Uh, You know, he's just got to, he's just got to come out and show what he's got. Hopefully he gets a chance to stay healthy, continue to grow, get that conditioning up and and be be a weapon, be a part of this thing moving forward. All right, serious question. If you ask Cole Anthony who's the best player in the NBA, does he say himself? <laughs> he might. He might. I think he, I think he feels that way. I think he <laughs> believes that way. That might be his initial reaction, but then I think he'll back down. But, but don't you love the confidence? Yeah, that of course. A New, York, a New York City guy. I'm a New York City yeah. guy. I love it, man. Right, right. The guy's had so much confidence. He exudes confidence. And I, so, you know, coming from that area and coming, you know, playing on the, against right. the teams and the AAU teams and the right, right. that he played coming up. That guy certainly believes in himself, and I, I love every chance I get to talk to the guy uh, on or off the floor. He's a he's a great addition. And listen, everybody thinks, okay, you why you got Cole Anthony? Why would you draft another guard? Well, you can never have enough playmakers. You can never have enough scorers. You can never have enough shooters. And Cole Anthony welcomes all competition. There is no question about that. So I I, I don't see why you can't play all three of them together. You know, for certain stretches at times too. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and and I think he's only going to continue to get better and better. I mean, there are a lot of point guards. I mean, I mean, in the modern NBA, as you said, you need a lot of guys who can handle the ball and make decisions. But there is a lot of point guards, and I think there is a shortage of wings. Would you say that's about right? Yeah, but you can also, you know, RJ Hampton is a wing, and you can so you can move him on there. But uh, you know, and I think Suggs can play the wing, and you know, Cole and, and Markell are going to be ones and twos. But uh, yeah, I think you know, depending on what you do with Terrence Ross, depending on how that all plays out, I mean, you do. You do have some wings. You do have some scoring. Uh, but yeah, you're you're mostly you're mostly on guards and and on bigs for sure. So hopefully it's an opportunity. Listen, they've reset this whole thing. It, there's an opportunity for everybody to emerge as a leader on this team, and I, I think it's going to be fun. One to see whose voice emerges, who kind of comes out as the leader. But yeah. I think if you're looking at a combination of Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, you know, you know R.J. Hampton, you know, then I think you've got some you've got some young exciting wings. Yeah, especially if all these guys improve. I mean, it could be a really fun season. These guys are all dynamic. And if there's anything we know, you know, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, hopefully we don't have anywhere near the amount of injuries we had last year. Yeah. Uh, but but there's typically an opportunity for all these guys to get a chance at some point, you know. So you you can never have you can never have too many guys at any one position. You mentioned the injuries. We never hear much coming out of the Magic front office when it comes to return times. Are there any updates when it comes to Markel or Jonathan Isaac? No, they, they haven't said really as far as a timetable when those guys are going to be back. You'd love for them both to be back and ready to go for training camp. Uh, you know, hopefully those guys will be very close to the start of the season. I'd love to see that. But what we're hearing and all you can ask for is that they are right on track. So they've not had any setbacks. And I think what you want now is – you know, make sure there's no setbacks between now and the start of the season. So they seem to be progressing. They're in the gym. Jonathan Isaac has been shooting without a brace. He's been out there uh, on the floor. Markel Fultz looks good. So I think a lot of those guys are, you know, just having them back out there, having them on the floor, having them shooting, I think is, is all a good sign. And, and hopefully they're closer uh, to the start of the season. 
Yeah, Markel is such a great story. It's a guy that I never gave up on personally. Um, I thought he was going to make it, and I thought he was going to be great eventually. But what have you seen from him in this, you know, in his time in Orlando that you really enjoy about his game and him as a person? Yeah, just his approach. I mean, you, you talk about all that he's been through, right? Not knowing if he'd ever be able to play again, trying to fight through an injury that he had no idea was there. He had no idea what it was. It had been dying. They, oh, they yeah. couldn't find it. You know what I mean? So he, he had that shoulder injury, and he knows he's playing in pain. They can't find what it is. So now they're trying to say, you know, well, you're you're clear. You're okay. And But he knows something's wrong. And I think going through that and all that, you know, trying to figure that out and then going through. And then you, you're finally back playing. You, you end – Two seasons ago, you ended on your terms. You got playoff experience. You're in the bubble. You played great in the bubble. Uh, and then you come back, and, and you're having a great start to the next season. And then, what, six games in, early January, you go down with the ACL. So I think you, you could look at that. You could be down on yourself. You could be, you know, you could be depressed. You could be devastated. You could have all those emotions. But that's not who he is. That's not how he's wired. And just 23 years old, he's got incredible poise. He's kind of an old soul. And he doesn't let anything get him down. I just think everything that he's been through in his career, uh, you know, as short as it has been, uh, I, I just think that the guy's incredibly optimistic. And yeah. what I can't believe, too, Andrew, and you've seen this, is how everybody gravitates to the guy. Everybody's yeah. rooting for the guy. doesn't matter what sport it is. You know, everybody loves the guy. Back, back in full, Philly, too. Same thing. Back in Philly, right? too. Same thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They, you know, they rooted for him when he was there. And then when it didn't work out, they're still rooting for him from afar. So, no, you're exactly right. I think everybody loves the guy. And at the end of the day, he thinks that's all great. And I, I think, okay, great. I, I This is who I am as a person. But, you know, he wants to prove that he can play. And he can. And he can. He, he was proving that he's as difficult as anybody to keep out of the paints. And if he continues to develop that outside shot, and if yeah. he can ever be a threat with that jump shot, he became a threat with the mid range. He became a threat to get to the basket. He was a great free throw, free throw shooter. If he can ever be a, a consistent threat from outside, I don't know how you stop the guy. And I, I think it's very, and he's working towards that. So I think he feels he's got a lot to prove. He's always going to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And I think he's going to have a great season. So your point, um, I think if he gets that jump shot down, especially yeah. from three, which is which is a big question, it's a huge swing skill. I think he's trending towards all star level if he can really get that consistent catch and shoot and off the dribble. Yeah, no question. Because if you right now you can't keep him out of the paint, you can't keep him away from the basket. Okay, so sometimes there's bigs in there and it's harder to finish, or he'll kick it out and. You know, we, the assist would be more if guys, you know, if we had better three-point shooters, quite frankly, we've been, able to, <laughs> right. we've been able to knock down the three. I think you'd have a lot more assists, uh, and maybe that'll come here this year and next year as we continue to, you know, to develop and, and have better outside shooting. But it's, you know, we, we have not had consistent shooting, uh, so so he's kind of hurt as far as that goes. So they, they've been able to cheat off of those shooters and, and kind of just yeah. collapse the paint and make it hard on him. You, you surround him with shooting. How do you guard the guy? And then, like you said, if he, if he's able to come off come off screens and, and be a consistent threat, that shot looks better and better every year. He'll continue to work on it. But yeah, I, you know, he's the number one pick in the draft for a reason. The guy yes. can play, and and he can, he has been a shooter his entire career. He'll figure it out here at this level. And again, just twenty three years old. Let's just keep him healthy. Let's let him continue to grow. I think he's going to be a monster this year. Any roster moves you'd like to see the Magic make that are like kind of in the mix? Not that I've really heard out there. You know, I, I think for this, I don't think you're going to see much this year because okay. I think it's about developing. And I think you really have to, you really have to see what you have with RJ, with Cole. You have to let Suggs play. You have to let Franz develop. I mean, you've got a young guys that need minutes. And, and I think, you know, 
It would be, you, you want to bring in veterans and you want to bring in guys that, that might be out there that can come in and, and, and make an impact right away, but you don't want to take away those valuable minutes from some of these young guys. So I, I don't know what's out there that, that would help them immediately. You know, as, as you get into next summer and you have a ton of salary cap uh, space and you, you know, now you've let these guys play for a year and, and, you know, everybody's healthy and coming in, you're kind of starting to establish roles and hierarchy. I think we're in a completely different situation next year. But I think this year these guys have to play and to develop. Why is Orlando never in the mix for the big time free agents, man? I think it, it looks, <laughs> it's such a nice place. You know, you got Disney there. Obviously, right. Rob, Robert Lopez could show you around. It's yeah, great. you got no state, great no state income tax. No there state income tax. There I think they, they, well, I think, you know, when guys are a free agent, you want to go where you can win. And, and this, this yeah. the last couple of years have kind of been about development. Now, the, the last two years before this one, you were a playoff team and you were emerging. I, th- I think you were starting to see some of that. You were starting to see guys come want to play with Vooch and with Evan Fournier and with, now with Aaron Gordon. When we had Dwight Howard, everybody wanted to play here. You know, right. so I think when you start emerging yourself, when you start, when you start showing that we've got something, it's very important for these young guys to show that we've got something, something desirable. And I think we do, and I think they will. And then people start looking. You know, I've always said. You know, all these guys are pairing up and going to these other cities and to these other teams. Well, what's to stop them now to look and say they've got a great young core there in Orlando. They've got salary cap space. There are a couple of players away. Why can't we be in the mix now here in the next couple of years? And I think we will. Most definitely. Uh, anything you're looking forward to this season that we haven't discussed before we get out of here? No, I think the coaching staff is going to be interesting, too. I think with Jamal Mosley, I love Steve Clifford, and I think he laid, he did an incredible job laying the groundwork, laying the foundation for a lot of these young guys. And I think all this group is going to do is continue to run with that. Great at development, great at relationships, kind of like that last regime. So I think you're going to see this group get the most out of these guys, get the best out of these guys. And I think they're going to have an opportunity to play end-of-game situations. How valuable for all these guys at the end of game situations to, to get out there on the floor. And I think the fan, I, I think it's going to be an exciting, fun brand of basketball. The magic fans are going to be proud of. I, I really do. And I think you're going to see a lot of people in the building. I think you're going to see a lot of excitement. I don't think it's going to translate to a ton of wins right away, but I think those wins are going to be coming. But I, I the only thing I would say is I, I think we're going to have a very exciting brand of basketball. And, uh, and hopefully I, I think we're going to get a lot of attention around the league. And, and I think very quickly, uh, we're, we're going to develop ourselves into a contender. Yeah, if the team is exciting and you still get a great draft pick, it's like a win-win, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But uh, but I'm out. If, if we can, if it, if that's the case, if we get another lottery pick next year, great, that's fine. But then I'm out of the lottery business. I want to oh. be going to the play. I want to. I want to get back to the playoffs. I want to get back to to you know to to being in the mix for all those free agents that we talked about. And I don't think we're that far away. Most definitely to get the free agents, you definitely have to be a winner. I totally agree with that. I was talking more, you know, off the court. Like it's just, just such, such a nice place, Orlando, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. It's a fun spot. It's a, I listen, I came down, I grew up in Boston, right? So just north oh, okay. of you. Yeah, I grew up in Boston and I came down here on spring break a couple of times and I said, I, I could make this work, you know, with the weather and with the beaches and, and the pools. And, you know, it, every day feels like you're on vacation to some degree. Now it's hot now. It's about 150 during August. So oh. you, you, once, yeah, once you once you get through August, uh, you, you're really you're, you're kind of cruise after that. But I, I came down I, and I, I can't imagine living anywhere else. So it's a great spot. You're right. And I, I think I think people are going to stop. People know it. A lot of people retire here. We have yeah. so many, I think, 30 or 40 former Magic players live in Central Florida. 
So a lot of fam- you know, a lot of a lot of people realize how great of a family community it is, and and all that stuff. So yeah, I know it's certainly up and coming, and I and I think it'll be a, a very desirable free agent destination very shortly. Excellent, Dante. Great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Where can we find you on social media and everywhere else? Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dante Magic, or you can follow me on Instagram, just Marcatelli. You know, I mean, my last name. Uh, so those are the two places we've got uh, um, Orlando Magic Pod Squad that we do. So that's our podcast with the team. Uh, we just did one with Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. So we encourage everyone to find Orlando Magic Pod Squad and and then Bally Sports Florida. I'll be part of the telecast here when we start up. So I'm always excited with that too. So I'll give you a shout when I make it up to the New York City area. Most definitely let me know. Maybe one day we get this done in person. We record in person and you're always welcome back on the do show. People talk. do that. Do we do shows in person these days? Does that happen? Hopefully, I'm it in. Gets, hopefully, I'm it in. Get, hopefully it gets back to that. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Amen. Stay safe yeah. and, and let's uh, let's 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 certainly make that happen. Most definitely. Thanks so much, Dante. Talk soon. You got it, man. Take care. There it is. Another episode of Combos Court Podcast. Thank you to everyone who listens to Combos Court across the globe. And thanks to Dante Marcatelli for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button also it would mean the world to me if you share this episode with a friend share it on twitter facebook linkedin share it on your ig stories and tag me at one two combo that's o-n-e-t-w-o-c-o-m-b-o on instagram and be on the lookout for episode two nine five combo out